0: Welcome to the Hot Topic Bold Talk Podcast. Dr. Jacqueline is opening a forum for us to discuss opinions on the topics currently trending today. She's also going to share her experience with unique and diverse books that will encourage us all to think differently about the world and change our lives for the better. Together, we cover hot topics and get into the nitty-gritty of how they affect our lives. All in the friendly and engaging tone so that you feel comfortable listening, even if it's not your favorite topic. This podcast is the perfect blend of knowledge and fun. We discuss everything and anything that matters today. Don't settle for the same old stuff. Get in on the conversation.
1: Hi, my name is Dr. Jacqueline, and I'm from DTP Leadership Group. My podcast 11 is about December holidays, which I think are often painful for people with their families and sometimes even their friends. And what I'm going to do in this podcast is to help you develop ways to take action during the holidays to have meaningful and enjoyable experiences. Let me introduce this podcast by saying the following things. Politics can negatively impact any situation depending on how the people treat each other. So whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, it is truly your choice how you experience the holidays. It is also your choice how you interact and carry through with political discussions or other topics that are challenging during the holidays. I do want to address something that came to me in a discussion with a friend of mine who has voted the opposite party from me. This friend asked me a valuable question, since the friend seemed to be willing to listen to my podcast. The question was, as a Republican, what can I learn from your podcast? Since the friend knows that I address the mega Republicans and and Trump. I gave some serious consideration to the question and decided to address the question in this way. First, I believe there are Republicans and Democrats who have pain that they, ha- they are not talking about with each other concerning what has happened to the Republican Party and also our country. In my previous podcast, I mentioned that I uh, have been talking with three kinds of Republicans. One, Republicans that are grieving over the impact Trump had on their party and have great sadness, yet have realized that they do not belong in the Republican Party anymore. These have started voting Democrat. The second type are Republicans that are grieving over the impact of Trump and mega-Republicans on their party and are furious and determined to take action to take the party back. The third group Are the mega Republicans that cannot see what has happened and cannot find a way to get out of the Trump cult. I will admit that I find this group the hardest to talk with yet I do. And I still learn from them. Here's how I would answer any Republican that's listening to my podcast. I know that listening to my podcast will give perspectives that are not heard on Fox News, ultra-conservative programs, or are, are documents that give limited perspectives. I've mentioned before that I read the week, so I will be able to hear current Republican and Democratic perspectives. I believe there are people in both parties that feel pain and want a way to talk. We see the bipartisan action for the Marriage Freedom Act, which I thank God for the senators and representatives who voted for it. These kinds of actions show us that they are not interested in hate, violence, racism, hatred of LGBTQ+, and all other people that are not white and heterosexual. My podcasts 8 and 9 and 10, and the one that I am giving you today, have discussions about how to set boundaries Work on taking care of, your, of yourself so you can be prepared to talk with someone that is difficult or challenging and still have a conversation. These are not one-time conversations either that you will have since it, you need time to get to know each other and to find value in each other and feel grateful that you're making the effort to talk with each other. That's what will allow you to continue the conversations. This also means talking about many things that show our beliefs, attitudes, and how we behave to uh, to show respect for each other as we delve into more challenging topics. There is a possibility we may find that we are not as far off as we thought we were with each other. Now I wanna go first though and talk about the people whether you're a Democrat or Republican, that really don't like the December holidays. I am certain there are both Democratic and Republicans that really dislike holidays. And they have many reasons besides politics that led them to this conclusion. And here's some of the other reasons that people have for December holidays and the reasons they're difficult. There are people who grew up in birth groups that had exceedingly difficult times during the holidays since their parents were alcoholics, drug addicts, or workaholics who were never home or hated being at home since they wanted to be at work. I purposely call this a birth group since family members do not treat people the way that these birth groups treat their members. Holidays were not relaxing since adults Uh, drunks get into fights that can be very scary to children, and these memories do not go away easily. If the workaholic cannot be at work, they are snappy, irritable, and demand that people do work in the home during the holidays. None of these experiences are fun or enjoyable. People hold on to these experiences and carry them into their adult lives. They ultimately bring these kinds of experiences they've not resolved into their adult relationships and into their families they create. They continue to create the same experiences that they had as a child, adolescent, or young adult as they grew older and yet attempted to build relationships. They stay judgmental and unhappy about the holidays. This same group of people often find that going to their place where they grew up for the holidays creates even greater problems. They've not found ways to set boundaries. They have changed and through their own recovery, refuse to participate in the birth group's old style of behavior. They feel frustrated and disgusted since holidays have never been fun with their birth group. There are decisions that these individuals can make. People are coached by me during the holidays since they need assistance in getting through the holidays. They learn how their past is impacting their present experiences with the holidays and how to let go of the past experiences to deal with the holidays in more effective ways. They learn to process through their feelings of the difficult experiences of their original birth group and stop affecting their children, spouse, or partner. They can make the decision that they will not participate with their birth group and start creating new and enjoyable traditions with their family. Most of the time, individuals that make this decision have made dramatic changes in their lives and are unwilling to return to old patterns of behavior that they know exists in their birth group. For 47 years, I've heard stories about how people changed, created much healthier families than what they came from, and changed the way they did Christmas or other holidays in December. I recently heard excitement from a client that had hated December holidays. And now the person looks forward to creating fun, enjoyable, and meaningful experiences as they decorate their tree or how they thought of a way to give gifts or cards that express the love that they have for each other. We do have people who are very polarized due to the politics and many other reasons in a birth group. And some subjects simply cannot be discussed to have a reasonable holiday experience. So here's some suggestions that I hope will help you lessen the tension when going to these gatherings. One, plan. Think of some neutral topics of conversation. Resolve to not eat or drink things that are not good for you. Schedule walks alone. Decide when you will leave. And stick to your plan. Number two, arrange for your friends to call, uh, to call you or you call them keep in touch with your everyday life that may be different from what you experience in your birth room. Three, if you're in recovery program, let people know you will be going to meetings and be clear that this is important for you to do. Four, bring part of yourself to the gathering, such as your favorite pie, vegetable dish, or other things that might be a part of your food plan that your family does not eat. And five, remember you do have a separate identity from them. If they get hostile with comments that are different from your perspective, then remove yourself from the environment. When possible, make it clear before you go to the event that you will not tolerate hostile or cutting remarks. Six, Even though people may get upset about you not staying with them in their home, you may choose to stay at a hotel or motel so you will have a separate place to go when conflicts occur. This may allow you to be involved with people from your birth group that you care about even though you do not particularly like some of their behavior or attitudes. Parents are people... And and after you are an adult, then it's time to separate yourself enough from them as a human being to be able to set boundaries about things that are disturbing to you. So in seven, I give you the following suggestions. One of the greatest gifts of Al Anon, a program for family and friends of alcoholics, is the program teaches us about how to detach from others. By detaching myself from another, I'm separating myself from the other person so I can determine what is most respectful and reasonable for me. When my father was alive, he would lapse into periods of being sarcastic and critical of what I said, did, you name it. First of all, I do not participate or support anyone making sarcastic remarks since I know that sarcasm is well-defined as cutting the flesh. Sarcasm stops meaningful interactions and prevents building caring relationships. Sarcasm hurts the person saying this statement and the one receiving this statement. I know that all of us learn from sharing about ourselves and receiving feedback from others. Criticism is not feedback. Before my father ever came to visit, I would clearly state that if he ate his mean pills, which meant he would be sarcastic or criticizing, then I would stop him and that would be the end of him doing those behaviors. I also made it clear that if he could not stop, I would ask him to leave and go home early. All I had to say was, Dad, you ate your mean pills and you know that kind of comment is not acceptable. Acceptable. I ask you to stop right now. He would stop and did not push the issue for many years. One year, he would not stop. I walked out of the house and went for a walk. When I came back, he continued his comments. I called my neighbor and had him drive dad to the airport. He did get the message that time. I encourage each of you to love yourself enough to decide what you need to do. You need to decide who you are Separate from the birth group that you have been a part of and think about the kind of member that you want to be in a family that truly cares about you. We are adult human beings who need to respect who we are, what we believe, value, and accept us as being respectful to ourselves first and then respectful to others. Now, another group of people that I want to talk about are the ones that are alone for the holidays. This group are stuck with, if only I had blank this season. It could be, if only I had a partner, a spouse, children, friends to be with, I wouldn't be so lonely during the holidays. It could be, if I had more money, I could face this time of the year better. The if-onlys never get us anywhere except sad, depressed, and despondent. My first recommendation would be to realize that your negative thoughts will create more loneliness and you will feel worse. I have learned that it is my job to identify my negative thoughts and feelings and replace them with more realistic thoughts that lead to more uplifting feelings. Even though I am in a long-term relationship, there are periods of my life where I was alone during the holidays. If you're alone, here are some suggestions to help you move through the holidays. One, think of things you used to enjoy in the past and do them now, even if you are convinced that you will not enjoy them. Two, do something you've been putting off. You can often get a boost of energy when you stop procrastinating and do these things. One year, I went to the zoo for the light show in Houston, and another time, I had ways I worked on my home or apartment environment that created an inviting and comfortable place for me to be. When a friend came over, we had a warm environment that I'd created to talk with each other. Three, do something for self-improvement you might want to work on overcoming a negative approach to your day. I used to hate to get up in the morning. I contributed to hating mornings since I usually stayed up too late or was tired when the alarm went off. I also thought breakfast was a ridiculous meal, so I did not eat till noon. That meant that I was on edge most of the mornings since I had not given my body the food it needed. Even though I am still a late uh, morning person and night person. I've learned to go to bed at a reasonable hour so I can get up with a more positive attitude. I do my prayer, meditation, and imagery before I get up, which may take me between 15 and 20 minutes. I plan the night before so I have close to 7 to 8 hours of sleep. Even though I may not want a full breakfast, I've learned to make smoothies that will give my body a start up for the day. I do not mind getting up in the morning now since I've made the decision to change my morning experience. Number four, seek personal and spiritual growth this holiday. When I was by myself years ago, I decided to go to Unity Church of Christianity. I knew that that particular church was very open to all individuals I started seeing the minister at the church about the things that had been happening in my life and the things I was disappointed about. He suggested several ways that I could meet people at the church, and I developed some new friends. We did things together, and they invited me to their holiday dinner. I've always been a part of recovery programs, so I started going to more 12-step meetings during the holidays when I was alone. That is even easier to do today since there are so many meetings on Zoom. If you know that you have some issues and would like to clarify which 12-step meeting might be best for you to attend, please email me and we can set up a time. All you have to do is go look for Dr. Jacqueline Reynoshek on DTP-leadership.com and you will find my information or the way to contact me. The inner soul may need to process through pain and disform of the past to experience the promise of joy that holidays can bring to our lives. The fifth thing I did was get involved in volunteer work. One year I volunteered at the food bank and I had a great time with people that had also volunteered. The food bank needs more than ever at the end of the year our help. We have many charities in towns that are feeding people this year and need your help. If you're immune compromised, then I encourage you to see how else you can help and not be in person. They have mail outs and other things you can do at home that will help the charity. Number six, it is most important to plan and organize your time. Establish a schedule and stick to it. This will give you something to look forward to and counteract the tendency to sit around for hours feeling sorry for yourself. Number seven, one of the most valuable things I did when I was living alone was to make a list of the advantages of living alone so I would not constantly think about how wonderful life would be if only I was involved in a romantic uh, relationship or had more friends than I had. I learned by living alone that I could view my time with myself as a unique opportunity to explore life in in a full and very intense manner. I did not have anyone to interfere with my decisions about what I wanted to do or experience. I learned a lot about myself when I was alone. That letter allowed me to know what to say about what I needed when I entered my current relationship. And we celebrated on November 6th, being together for 28 years and married for seven years. Number eight, being alone can be a great time to find out what you really want in your life and how do you want to live your life. Also, what kind of a person do you want to have in a relationship? Intimacy is developed by learning how to process through your feelings, know what you you value in life, and how to work through differences of opinion. Being alone means you can practice with your friends to learn how to develop meaningful relationships. As you develop these skills, you can then apply them to a person you're attracted to and want to have a more intimate relationship with. Number nine, if you're alone due to the ending of a relationship, it is a great time to determine the contributions you made to the relationship when it did not work. It is important to look at your contributions first and then you consider what were the difficulties with the other person. If I only focus on the other person, I will get stuck in blaming them and not looking at myself. I can then consider the behaviors, attitudes, and beliefs I would like in, in another relationship. All this information, I gather, helps me decide if I like being alone or what I want when I meet someone that I would like to have an intimate relationship with it. So I want to conclude by saying that I hope my podcast this time has shown you that no matter what party you're in politically, we belong to each other because we have similar problems and challenges. These are the things that we need to talk about to get to know each other. We are more likely to be able to tackle the areas where we are different and may be able to learn from each other that we are not that far off. From each other. Thank you for listening to my podcast.
0: Thank you for listening to the Hot Topic Bold Talk Podcast. Now remember to get in on the conversation, head on over to Patreon.com/slash Dr Jacqueline. Bye for now.